This is Sustainable-ish with me, Jen Gale, and it is great to have you here. Listen in each week and I hope I can brighten up your day and leave you feeling inspired and excited about the magnificent human being that you are and the power that you have to create a better world. You won't find any expectations of eco-warrior perfection here. There's no obligatory tree hugging. You won't be judged if you drive a car, wear leather shoes, or eat the odd pack of Haribo every now and then. I'll be sharing my own gems of wisdom for sustainable-ish living, and I also relentlessly scour the internet for people doing amazing things to tackle the big environmental issues that we're facing, and I hound them until they agree to come on and inspire us all with their fabulousness and the positive change that they're making. So sit back, listen in, and get ready to change the world one baby step at a time. Hello and welcome to episode 115 of the Sustainable-ish podcast. Thank you so much for being here and for lending me your ears. Today I've got a short-ish, I think, solo episode from me where I'm going to get a bit emotional. Hopefully there's not going to be snot and tears, which is what usually happens when I get emotional, but today is all about emotions and feelings, specifically emotions and feelings related to the climate crisis and the teensy tiny matter of the planet burning and us all going to hell in a handcart, that kind of stuff. Now before we dive in, this might get pretty deep and hopefully it goes without saying that I'm not a therapist or a psychologist or in any way qualified to give actual advice about any of this stuff. This is in effect me having a bit of a rant and verbalising some of the stuff that's spinning around my head in the hopes that maybe it will resonate and if you're also feeling like this then you'll know that, aren't, that you're not alone. So these are big emotions, big feelings, overwhelming feelings a lot of the time. And whilst we need to sit with them and acknowledge them, if you feel like they're getting on top of you and they're starting to interfere with your daily life and your enjoyment of things you would ordinarily enjoy doing, then please do seek professional help. I will pop some links in the show notes for anyone who might find them helpful. Okay, so here goes. Some of you might know that I have a membership club, the Knackered Mums Eco Club, which I absolutely love. Each month we have a different theme. So we've done fashion and food and plastic and waste and lots of others. And this month we're looking at eco-anxiety and self-care. We had our introductory call earlier on this week and instead of the usual format where I share a shed load of information and ideas for actions, we had more of a kind of virtual round table and shared our thoughts around the whole issue of eco-anxiety. And it was strangely liberating to hear other people articulating what was in my own head, to know that it wasn't just me to be able to name some of those big feelings that are floating around my head and my body a lot of the time. So just what is eco-anxiety? The American Psychological Association has defined it as a chronic fear of environmental doom. (laughs) That sounds fun, doesn't it? (laughs) 
And it's important to note at this point that eco-anxiety isn't currently considered to be a medical condition. In fact, psychologists working in the field say we have to be really careful not to pathologize it. So to make a disease of something that is actually a very normal, very rational reaction to what is a very real situation. But regardless of the definition and the technicalities, if you're listening to this podcast, there's every chance that you will relate to the term eco-anxiety or climate anxiety. For me, it's a kind of background, low-level thing, humming away, that I'm able to block out and keep under wraps, squish down most of the time. It's heightened by doom-scrolling social media, looking at anything on the BBC News app, it seems, and watching anything with David Attenborough in. Those are the times when I can physically feel it in my chest, like a tight little ball of, I don't know, smooshed-up butterflies. That's when it feels like anxiety and fear and hopelessness and despair. But it's going to be different for everyone, how we feel it, when we feel it, where in our bodies we feel it. There's no right or wrong way to freak out about this stuff. And it's important to recognise that for some of us, lots of us, it's not just anxiety we feel about the climate crisis, it's a whole load of other pretty intense feelings too. I've already mentioned fear and hopelessness and despair, and I'm just going to throw in frustration, guilt, rage as well. You might have others. Stop and let yourself think about it for a moment. I don't know about you, but I very rarely let myself open this can of tightly squashed down feelings. Maybe it's a subconscious protection mechanism, worrying that if I let myself feel it, if I let all these big, scary feelings out, if I unleash them on the world, I'll never get them back in. I will become the feelings and be this ball of rage and tears and snot, yes, lashing out at anyone who innocently walks past me with a disposable coffee cup or I'm going to start getting thrown off local Facebook pages for raging at the latest person to post a picture of the balloon arch they just had installed for their kid's first birthday. And I'm not that person. I run from conflict. I don't want to be that person. And I don't think ranting and raging will help the cause and it certainly won't help me to make friends and influence people. So I sit on it. I squash it down, I scroll on past, but that can't be healthy either. So how about, I don't know, maybe in a quiet private space, we stop and think about it, about the climate crisis and how we feel about it, genuinely. Don't censor yourself. I find writing it down helps. I, you know, writing for me is a thing and I find it cathartic and it gets the words and the feelings out of that jumble of stuff that's in my head, but do what works for you. It's very easy to say, almost as a throwaway comment, that the antidote to climate anxiety, to eco-anxiety, is climate action. And I really do believe that it is. But I'm also starting to realise that we need to sit with and acknowledge these feelings too. Maybe, whispers, even talk about it. Or at least try and talk about it. Because I'm willing to bet that a lot of people are feeling anxious about the state of the planet to a greater or lesser extent. It's just that we're not talking about it, so we assume it's just us. 
which contributes to the feelings of frustration and anger and rage that we feel. That sense that no one else gives a shit, that we're the only ones who seem to care, who are trying to do something. I relatively often find myself wanting to run around screaming at everyone, why are you doing that? Why don't you care? Can't you see what we're doing? But maybe they're feeling frustrated and angry too. Maybe they want to do something, but they just don't know what. Maybe they're stressed and tired and busy, aren't we all, and desperately care, but don't have the time or the energy or the headspace to start to figure out what to do. Maybe they feel like the government should be leading on this (laughs) and are frustrated and feeling powerless to effect change. Or maybe I'm naive and most people don't give two hoops and my frustration and rage is justified. In fact, I think frustration and rage are actually very rational responses to the UK government's stance on so far on all things climate. But I really like to think that the mums I see every day in the playground, that the people I pass in the street do care if I was brave enough to ask. So perhaps that's what we need to do to start talking about this stuff, which... I will admit, is terrifying. I'll quite happily chat away to you on a podcast or stand up on stage and give a talk, but having to have a face-to-face conversation with a friend about the climate crisis and feelings about it, my God, I'd rather walk on hot coals. (laughs) So I don't have any magic wands, any nice, easy five-step plans or conversation templates to make this feel any more doable if you feel the same way I do. But I guess the first step is to allow ourselves some time and some space to feel the feelings, to start to identify them, and then slowly, gently, tiptoe our way into articulating them. In private, on paper, then maybe with someone really close to us as a first person. Opening ourselves up is always going to make us feel vulnerable and this is magnified when it comes to something as emotive as the climate crisis. In therapy, I think there's a phrase around speaking your truth. Maybe that's what we need to do, to speak our truth, to allow ourselves to speak our truth with no judgment, simply a statement of fact about how we feel and take it from there. What do you think? I don't know if that's helpful. (laughs) or if this has just merely been my very own stream of consciousness that I've written down and bizarrely chosen (laughs) to share on a very public platform. So I would love to hear from you about this, about your feelings. Does any of this resonate? Do you think it would help to give yourself a little bit of space to start to unpeel some of those feelings, to let them out into the daylight, to acknowledge them, to know that they're there and they're with us for the ride? But more than anything, I want you to know that you're not alone if you're feeling eco-anxiety and fear and guilt and rage and frustration and despair or eco-anything else. There are more of us than we know. And to coin Brené Brown, lean in, feel the feels, and then we can go and kick some ass. (laughs) Let me know how you feel about this one I still don't know how I feel about this one and I'm going to take a big deep breath and hit publish so until next time take care
you've been listening to Sustainable-ish, you wonderful sack of loveliness, with me, Jen Gale. Hopefully we've fired some neurons and we've got the old grey matter thinking about what changes you can make in your life this week to live that little bit more sustainably. Do let me know what that is. I love to hear about the changes that people are making, big or small, every single one counts. If you've enjoyed the show, and I hope you have, do hop over to iTunes to leave a comment or a review, and then the bots at iTunes will cotton on to just how awesome it is, and it will show up in more people's feeds. Or at least I think that's how it works. Thanks so much for listening. I will catch you next time.